With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Actually, somebody's got to go make a Bruins and Bruins Wikipedia page. It can't be us, because that's I feel like that's against the spirit of Wikipedia. That sounds um, like a job for Lancey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Biz and Bruins podcast, uh, episode 10 of season four. Um, I'm Drew Johnson. We got Cam Hasbrick. We got Chris Gear. We got Kat Silverman. And we got Izzy, of course. And uh, we don't have Patrice Bergeron, but he lives inside our minds and hearts as he has just achieved the plateau, not the plateau, the milestone of 1,000 points. So I will crack this cider in honor of that. Heck yeah. Uh, Chris, are you cracking a a buzz ball in honor of Patrice Bergeron's thousand point because that seems <laughs> not fitting. <laughs> exactly. With buzz ball, baby. Oh no! I, you know, I've, I've never seen somebody dip for a second time into the the buzz ball well. So I'm, no, I'm, this, I'm proud of your courage. Both from the same well. Yeah, we, I figured. Yeah, but the fact that you cracked a second one open is it shows perseverance. Well, so we're, we're sharing it, so it's uh, one and a half. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, last time we had two apiece, and it, <laughs> yeah, it we'll put you under. <laughs> Interesting is the way to describe that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're still gonna have to rate it on a scale of one to one thousand. Oh, can one, I start? One to one thousand. Here you go. Oh, so, um. So yeah, this is the chalk teas buzz balls alcohol, fifteen percent by volume. It's premium vodka. Orange wine and cream with other natural flavors. Um, 
the first flip was rough. Um, let me let me try again. Oh my god! So it kind of tastes like uh, chocolate milk with a vodka floater. Like I can't explain how strong the vodka tasted on the very first step in it. Oh, that's the worst time to yeah to taste it. Yeah, it's a little more manageable the second sip through, which is worrying because that's like how Four Loco has been described. Like after that first sip, your brain short circuits. Um, <laughs> I think it just kills like a good portion of the taste buds on your tongue right I off the bat. Kills like a good portion of something, but it's probably not taste buds. I think yes, it's brain taste cells. Receptors. <laughs> it's brain cells. Um, <laughs> brain ability on that. Oh, zero to a thousand. Uh, <laughs> um, nine ninety-eight. Uh, it's very tasteable. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's not a bad flavor. It's just like a bad ratio. Um, drinkability is bottom of the barrel. It's like a nineteen out of a thousand. Um, I'm glad you mentioned ratio. Because what it reminds me most of is like the first time you make an Irish coffee and yes. just put way too much Bailey's or way too much Jameson in it. And it's oh, just exactly like exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it tastes like I had a friend because uh, I, I worked at TGI Fridays and one of the bartenders and I were trying to come up with good Christmas drinks and he tried to make like a chocolate martini, but didn't mix it quite right. And so it was just like, it was a little too sharp. And that's kind of what this tastes like. Not unpleasant, just like a little too jarring. The biggest thing for me with the buzz balls is like, so you know how some alcohol, like very tip of the tongue burn, some of it's like back of the throat burn. This is like immediately to the stomach burn. <laughs> it's <laughs> just really aggressive, really gets right down in there. Uh, yeah, tasteability, it's, it's high. I'll just go 900 with the tasteability. And, and I don't think it's all bad because I do think the like chocolate flavor is pretty good. I don't really taste the orange wine, but, you know, it's chocolate and creamy. Um and then drinkability, uh, 69. Very nice. Nice. Uh, I'm drinking a <clears throat> Miller Lite, the official, unofficial beer of the Bruce and Bruce podcast. Um, we'll see what we'll see what the ratings are today. <laughs> drinkability, unsurprisingly, a 37 out of 37. Shouts to Nick Lanciano. Oh, you're not doing a thousand. Uh, no, it's a oh, I guess a, a yeah, deviating a, a from the a one thousand out of one thousand for thirty-seven out of thirty-seven. Uh, they're equivalent, so it's okay. That's true. Big big math guy. Uh, tasteability. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm trying to make this Bergeroni somehow while not just lying about the drinkability. Um, I'm gonna give it a thirty-seven thousand out of forty thousand. That doesn't make any sense. I think actually tasteability 30, 370 out of a thousand, 3.7 out of 10. Do the math. <laughs> I'm struggling over here, guys. I took one math class in college and we spent about two months on Venn diagrams. It was electric. I'm pretty Same. sure he's going to ace that right now. Um, so yeah, Drew, anyway, what you got? Let's say something a little more exciting over there. Um, nothing could be more exciting than and a cold, Miller refreshing Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Hey, get a Miller. 
Drink responsibly. A fine uh, poster beer. I have a uh, from Stowe Cider in Vermont. I have a safety meeting. We got to have a safety meeting. Dry hopped hard cider, six point five percent. So this it, it kind of tastes like green apple in a way, like like just uh, it, but it's the drinkability is i'm gonna go 1000 like it can you can kind of think that you're drinking uh like a seltzer water without alcohol that tastes like green apple which is interesting um but tasteability is up there even though it's like i'm like it's kind of middle even on the back of this actually it says it's middle of the scale stowe cider does their scale super dry to uh to stow sweet um and it's in the middle there but it still feels like it's on the sweeter side tasteability out of a thousand i'm gonna go in 893 and that brings us to the real 1000 point winner patrice bergeron um just i don't even know where to start just awesome just awesome I, and everybody is ha i have not met or seen one single bad thing about patrice bergeron gang like even never met a bad thing <laughs> like like i haven't heard like i don't know toronto fans being like oh fuck that guy it's where ah oh, fuck that guy but like it's bergeron like respect i will yeah, say i will i will say i did see somebody i, I can't confirm this but i did see somebody tweet that uh, Sports Hub was talking about how they should take Bergeron's point off the board because it wasn't a real point. <laughs> but on on that note, I did I did think it was really cute that uh, Marshan like remembered. Okay, Bergeron touched the puck, mm -hmm. then passed me the puck, then I gave it to Jake. Jake bounced it off of a defenseman. It came down. I got it, and then scored. <laughs> yeah. and then, Oh, Bergie gets the point. And then yeah, it was such a like non, I don't know, like memorable point. Like if that just happened, it'd be like, okay, that was a weird ass play. And Bergeron happened to get an assist on it, and Marshawn happened to score it. But I think it was beautiful that it will go down in the in the books as like Bergeron assisting a Marshawn goal too, just very fitting and romantic in a way. I feel like that was all Marshy was playing for. Like anytime the neutral zone, he was like, "All right, let's get Bergie the point." And like his his brain was only operating on like, "All right, if I were to score this now, it would get him a point." Or like, "Nope, not yet. Can't shoot. Got to turn it back." Drew a couple people out, give it back to Bergie, see what happens. But um, kind of like when you see guys uh, really hoping to get their teammates their first career hat trick, or like if somebody's close to hitting a milestone and you can tell because throughout the game you watch guys like intentionally passing the puck back to this player just over and over again like and if like you're trying to get Tomas Nosek his first goal in 60 whatever games <laughs> <laughs> but then he's gonna get his second real quick if you give Tomas Nosek a cookie he will <laughs> yeah, um yeah, no, awesome to see. I did see like a couple people being like, "Oh, uh, you know," I saw like one meme going around. It was probably joking, but like being like, uh, "You know, like this the meme where like the guy's asleep and the next one he's like glowing." I don't know if you've seen that one. 
Um, but like it was like a Vince McMahon meme, not the Vince McMahon. It's like another one kind of off of that, but yeah. like not anyway, it was like talking about how Anze Kopitar got uh, to a thousand points quicker with quote unquote worst lion mates and how Bergeron, like everybody's losing their stuff <laughs> because Bergeron did it in like 1300 points. And I, I, I just felt that was a touch disrespectful toward our guy Bergy. So um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was somewhat tongue in cheek, but so um, we're gonna go set them straight. My my argument was that <laughs> go over uh, there. I think it's it's unfair to say that that Bergeron's done it with elite line mates, considering like Brad Marchand never becomes elite without Patrice Bergeron. Um, so you know, I think that even says more to, to the level of Bergeron's game. But um, yeah, I'll be, the, uh, I'll be in the back seat of that guy's car who's <laughs> waiting, talking, yeah. talking some crap. Probably be ready for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've gushed so much about about Patrice on this. Well, let's keep going. There's anything new that we can say, but <laughs> it's definitely uh awesome to see. I, obviously, for somebody like myself who grew up really watching the Bruins throughout the 2010s, he's been the staple this entire time. Um, and then earlier than that, obviously, too, if you, if you go back far enough. So, um, very rare to see a guy play his entire career for one team and and even more rare when when that guy is somebody who embodies what the Bruins organization should be on and off the ice. I mean, you really cannot find a single person who would say a bad thing about Patrice Bergeron. So um, I feel incredibly lucky to have you know witnessed his, his prime. And I think he's still going into his prime at this rate. He might have another 20 years ahead of him. Yeah, he's playing the, the best hockey of his career. Um, genuinely, like, he, he and – Marshan of some like weird Benjamin Button thing where they're just like aging backwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I like it. Uh, the pictures of uh, of Bergey lining up next to Andrew Raycroft going around Twitter today were mm-hmm. pretty incredible. That was, that was uh, really awesome. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the Bruins uh, team like the Bruins account put out like a video that had like Claude Julian had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butch had Z, um, and I, I thought it was pretty, pretty cute. And uh, uh, Sweeney said during his little thing, like uh, I was actually out there for a few of the first ones. So yeah, very very funny to think back at like, oh, th- this guy's been playing forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, crazy. since he was eighteen, you don't like, especially from. I don't know. I mean, he was a second rounder. You see it from like the top five picks sometimes, like the, the ones that are NHL ready at 18. Even um, that is so rare. And even that's pretty like incredible. But um, just to be able to play in the league consistently, have a starting role from 16, uh, that is 11. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the orientation of it. Uh eleven thirty. Wow, you got it. <laughs> I, I almost I wanted to say eleven twenty-five just out of instinct, but for those that for those not watching, which is everybody everyone the five of us, uh Isabel drew a clock for Drew to uh test his uh analog clock skills. And Next then Drew, tell time, get it right. This <laughs> <laughs> isn't aggressive at all. Yeah, Izzy is more of a scare tactic kind of coach, not really much for positive reinforcement. It's to, she's going to scare you into getting it right the first time. He's a torts so. kind of coach. Yeah, very much Tortorella, like, I was about to say the same thing. Uh, but yeah, I just want to say, like, to be in the league that long and hold down a starting role that long and being the guy of a franchise for that long is pretty incredible. 
Um, and next, he's after Esposito's marker of 1,012 points, and he could then be third all-time in points just behind Busick and then Bork, of course, with over 1,500 points. Yeah. It is Talk remarkable. about another long career. <laughs> but just to think about, like, like this guy could have retired in, you know, 2017, and we'd be like, pretty much having this exact same conversation minus the 1000 points thing and oh what a career and you know obviously there'd be one last stanley cup final appearance but like the fact that five years from now we're still like i don't know it could go in another five years is is, is really remarkable i again I, I think i i tweeted this recently but uh patrice bergeron is the athlete that new england thought tom brady was i'm just gonna throw that out there but Ooh. um much better definitely person. a person that you're much better rooting like yeah yeah <laughs> worship is like a strange road uh something yeah we're not gonna have any uh 80 for bergeron movies coming out this holiday yeah, you, season you, though, so that's you that's chose patrice bergeron though as your as your hero like a pretty pretty good choice there <laughs> yeah it's yeah. funny because i feel like you see so many of those elite players on teams that are they're respected by many they're loved by most but usually like, even just looking at the current generation of players, like Sidney Crosby, hated by all. Um, <laughs> Kenny Malkin, by most accounts, Sidney Crosby most. is like generally a good dude, though. Yeah, but when when we think about just the whitey reputation, right? like, <laughs> like, like fans of the Flyers despise Crosby and Malkin. Mm. Fans of the Penguins and the Flyers and the Devils all hate Alex Ovechkin and. Fans of, I don't know, the Rangers hated Henrik Lundqvist. And <laughs> and then even, like, I would say even Montreal Canadiens fans don't seem to hate Patrice Bergeron. Like, when there was that weird little rumor going around that he would go, quote-unquote, home before retiring, um, Canadiens fans were all about that. And that's wild to me that, like, even looking at his most bitter rivals, uh, nobody – I I don't even think I saw Canucks fans who, like, love to get angry and they're having a rough season. So, like, they could be directing their – they're upset at, you know, a player who ruined their lives a little bit. Leafs fans could be upset about it. And nobody was really bad-mouthing Bergeron. Like, they were all super stoked for him, which is – that's I, I honestly can't think of another player who's that beloved by just like league wide and that's that's pretty cool. We got another one for you, Drew. <laughs> Drew, Drew, oh, she's gonna put boy. me on the spot. I was worried. Uh, <laughs> Brighten this up. Um, eleven fifty-five, or would that be fifty-six? Oh, the answer is oh, there. Oh, there we go. <laughs> next one. I'm doing the next one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take a little break to talk for about more Bruins and then get back to Drew figuring out analog clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, genuinely, like, great. I like Literally, the past couple weeks, we've seen great examples of him as a leader and as a person. Um, the the way he handled the Mitchell Miller thing was was big that's something you don't see from a lot of nhl players that was so telling um and it, it not i don't i can't think of a lot of times where i've seen 
an, a player openly question a decision made by management. Um, and I mean, like given the situation, it was obviously warranted, but like, even that's just a huge step. Um, and then also, uh, the, the situation with where I feel like not a lot of people knew what was going on at the time. I, I didn't either, but, um, before the game against the Sabres, when he had like a little chat with Tage Thompson, um, people were like, Oh, that's like a cute moment where he's like being like, Hey, good job. Like you're the next guy. Well, apparently he was checking in on Tage Thompson's wife who had uh, been going through cancer treatments last year. Um, just like stuff that you don't have to do, but like the guys who are super classy, absolutely do. And he's, he's hundred percent in that category. Yeah. Good to see a guy like that get rewarded. <laughs> so I think that's really all you can say. Just awesome. And uh, hopefully we got plenty of good Bergie moments ahead of us here for the next few months and, and uh, potentially beyond. So, uh, I have one more Bergeron note, um, unless there's others. Just wanted to give a little little quick history lesson. Oh, God. Via our friends at Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the unofficial official website encyclopedia of the Bruce and Bruins podcast. We should link them on our website. Just have a little on the header. Actually, Wikipedia. somebody's got to go make a Bruce and Bruins Wikipedia page. It can't be us because that's. I feel like that's against the spirit of Wikipedia. That sounds um, like a job for Lancey. To be it's not like Lancey or Sean or, or Schlosser. Yeah, one of them's got to get on there and, and, and make it some Wikipedia page. So um, I'm scared to look at it. But for As now, well, it's a really go crazy. We could just send DF out there and see what they do with it. <laughs> I'm going to end up with quite the page. But um, So Bergeron is usually viewed as the supreme being, creator, and principal object of faith. Bergeron is usually conceived of as having an eternal and necessary existence. Bergeron is most often held to be incorporeal, uh, with said characteristic being related to conceptions of transcendence and imminence. Bergeron has been conceived as either personal or impersonal. In theism, Bergeron is the creator and sustainer of the universe. Well, in deism, Bergeron is the creator, but not the sustainer of the universe. In pantheism, Bergeron is the universe itself. While in panentheism, the universe is part, but not the whole of Bergeron. And now a word from DraftKings. <laughs> Atheism is an absence of belief in any Bergeron or deity, while agnostism, <laughs> being agnostic, is the belief that the existence of Bergeron is unknown or unknowable. Bergeron has also been conceived as the source of all moral obligation and the greatest conceivable existence. Let the record show that I had two buzz balls the last time we were on this. And for about a good minute of that, I sincerely thought you were reading out our Mad Lib. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is our uh, Thanksgiving special. That's a good teaser right there. Thanksgiving yeah. special coming to <laughs> yes. you soon on uh, Thanksgiving of all days. Oh, so nobody's heard that one? Oh, yet? yeah. No one knows about the buzz balls yet. Oh. I guess we're giving a sneak preview on the buzz balls, too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, so we're, we're just ramping them up to what we hit there. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, we're really setting people up for the uh, the post Preach. the post Thanksgiving poll trig, and then uh, after that, you know, they can resume to their normal activities. I think, so, like, we're, we're going to have to make it become like, even bigger than football on Thanksgiving is 
a Brews and Bruins Thanksgiving special. Like the whole world is like, I'm going to eat turkey and then listen to this on repeat for nine hours. Like I would normally be watching football, but just true. Actually, that's not good for your mental health. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please, we advise you not to listen to this podcast. Once is uh, enough for anybody. Uh, Drew, do we have any words from sponsors? Oh, yeah. We do, in fact, have some words from sponsors. We have DraftKings, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season and feel the sweat with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I'm not even sure this is the right date, and it isn't. So let me go back and find the right app. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started. And so are the incredible offers of DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Feel the sweat. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Discuss your experience with the app, upcoming games, and your picks, your own same-game parlay, etc. Patriots, do not bet on an offensive touchdown with them against the Jets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, before we kick off our discussion of how the Bruins have been playing, which should be pretty short because it's just going to be like each of us trading off saying slaps, um, I believe Isabel has some more quizzes. <laughs> she tricked herself. <laughs> oh, get ready. Get ready. Oh, man. This oh, one, no. my, um, um, this one does, this halo doesn't count. Oh, that doesn't count. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I thought one clock. of those was going to be the second. Yeah, the yeah. second clock. <laughs> I was going to say it was 11, um, 10, and this is 35 seconds. This is okay. Which one's the short one? Um, the short one is the top one. It's the one pointing above the two. It's okay. not the two. It's the so one thirty-four. Yeah, I think that's probably about where we're 134 and 55 seconds. Oh, okay. Gotcha. This arrow is pointing at the five. Two. All right. <laughs> Wait. So chaotic. Give me a hold of you. Short is the top left, okay. one, bottom, long. Short is the top, long is the bottom. Okay. 11.39. 
correct? Yes. Wait a second. On this back page, I forgot to do a check mark on it. <laughs> what is the check for? I'm scared. Because he got it right. You got it. It's because you got it right. He's reading your paper, though. Drew. This is important. You're getting four, five, six check marks. On the eleven eight. Thank you. No. Try to tell this one. No. Nope. <laughs> Long is the one putting out 11, short is the 10. Okay. 10. The 11 is the long one. Yeah, 10.55, I think. I think that's 10.56. Oh. Should that not be 9.55? Chris, yes, Oh, you're right. Until, yeah. You're right. 10.56. Yeah, you're right. It's it's nine fifty six because mm-hmm. yeah Catherine is correct here. Catherine knows how to solve that. I do not. On this first page, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, six axes. This is the last one. No, <laughs> this is the last one for now, and then we'll talk for a bit, and then we'll do the nope. next one. There were like three pictures left. Hold on, let yeah, me yeah, see. Yeah, we're gonna this save those like- for the end. This is like Drew doing the Mad Libs for us. Don't worry, there's only two and a half more pages to go. Oh my god. No, this is better content. Three. There are three more. You're going to be fine. You can wait for three more. (laughs) You're going to be fine. (laughs) Um, One. Is the the short one the one one that's pointing towards the one? This is short. That is long. Okay, I'm gonna say one. Whoa, one. <laughs> gonna say t- one twenty-nine. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. All right, we go to train, to train, train, train. Yeah, yeah. Am I getting paid for this? Cha-ching. Yeah, DraftKings is paying. DraftKings, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you want to give him the cam. All right, then this one's for uh, Cam. No, she's, she's sure. That's your Cam. Cam, that's all oh, you, man. Cam. All right, uh, that's looking like it's going to be about... Uh, which one's which? This is... The top is the long one, the bottom is the short one. 12 is long, 10 is... This is an easy one. I know what time it is. <laughs> sure, all right, 10 o'clock. Yes. Nailed yes. It. So Cam right. gets the easy one, and I get <laughs> hey, 129. I, I earned it. <laughs> I got it right. I'm swinging my here. 9:55. I see how it is. <laughs> oh, now she's writing your names on each one of them to make sure that. Okay, while she's writing the names, anybody want to talk about the Bruins? This I would week? love to talk about the Bruins. Oh my goodness, the this team absolutely rips. Slaps. Um, yeah, they. Bumps. <laughs> yeah. Slaps. It's a real, real banger. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what the. Everyone came out sending tweets being like, oh, no, the Bruins are going to finally have to play some teams. Uh, I mean, like, obviously you got a tough schedule coming up, but um, handled the first leg of that uh, in Tampa pretty well. I mean, the first period apparently was pretty rough, but I I do not watch the hockey games. Um, Oh, my goodness. Here's another one. For 
This one I already know. I'm just going to say it's 1 o'clock and I know it. <laughs> Isabel got it right. That's Isabel. I just did that and I'll write my name. Have I been doing Izzy's homework? Is that what this is? <laughs> That's, we'll, we'll yeah, this is we're going to report you, actually. The long, I bet you can tell which one is the long one. There is none at the 12. The 12 is off limits. So. The 12 is <laughs> off limits, Drew. No touching. The 12 does not count. 12 no. No touching right. 12. Then I'm going to say um, 11, 38. 11, 38. Correct? That is correct. Isabel, are you happy that the Bruins are doing really well? <laughs> no. No? Because <laughs> no. they're not well, doing well enough for her. Just like those weird Twitter accounts. They gotta be better. Do you watch the hockey game? That's it, Drew wins. Drew wins. Um, Drew wins. The Boston Drew wins. The Drustin Drew wins. The Drews and Drew wins. Yeah, I guess what I was saying is uh, first period, not so hot, but then every time you doubt this team, every time you think it's all gonna come crumbling down, uh, they rebound and make everyone look silly. Um, Taking a five to one lead uh, early in the third. Um, just, just a fun team to watch too. I, all the games that I've watched have been just entertaining. Um, really the exact opposite of the Patriots. Um, just the Celtics also being pretty entertaining right now, but yeah, it, it's just a just fun time to be a Bruins fan. Uh, keep riding this. I hope they win every game from here on out and go like 80 and three or whatever. I just want to point point out with David Pasternak, you expect him to be your your leader in terms of statistics and goals likely, and then thus points as well. When you have some supreme line line mates, no matter whether he's on the first or the second line, um, and uh, where he ranks in goals is fifth fifth in the league with twelve. He's tied for third in points in the league with 29. Connor McDavid with 35. Dreisaitl with uh, 31. Yeah, those guys are going to be up there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which just is like he's a force to be reckoned with, and he's, I think, a future um, Richard Trophy winner, um, just depending on who he is. Huh? He's a past Rocket Richard Trophy winner. He won it? Yeah, he split it with Ovi one year. Right, he split it with Ovi. Okay, so he's going to win it all by himself and get out of Ovi's shadow or whatever. Um, and, and you got Linus Allmark. One point, clearly I just Googled the league leaders because I was interested in like, wow, I'm kind of surprised and also not surprised by what I found. Linus Allmark leads the league with a 1.96 goals against average, safe percentage tied for first in the league with Connor Hellebuck, who has uh, both have a 0.935 save percentage. And then Allmark, of course, wins for what it matters, uh, 13, leads the league. And then for what it matters, plus minus, Hampus Lindholm with a plus 20. Well, yeah, how about that team goal differential? Uh, yeah, it's like what, a 0.36? Yeah, it's, it's like plus 36? Boston's at plus 40 or something. And then the next highest team in the Atlantic is the Maple Leafs with five. 
Yeah, it's just when you're when you're dominating all of these these uh these categories, um, it's just it's insane. It's absolutely it's the difference insane. between the Bruins and Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl's team, who are currently fighting for a wild card spot. So the the there are two other things that I wanted to mention. Um, one off of Drew's thing, the surprising stats one. The most surprising stat to me was when I went and checked uh, our fantasy league and looked at like who the highest ranked players were. It's like McDavid Olmark one two. Um, oh, that's that's who awesome. Has, who has Linus Olmark in your league? They must be a pretty lucky person. <laughs> um, I'm not sure which league it was. It might have been my other league, but um, and then I guess the other thing I wanted to mention was I think it's more productive or I guess it's totally unproductive at this point to be talking about who's not playing well. Um, Cause on a nightly basis, if you kind of point out the players that you thought either didn't play well or didn't produce the next game, they're going to do it. Cause I, I was watching what two games ago and you know, they had another offensive explosion. And one of the things I noticed was I thought that coil line had a really nice night. I thought Charlie coil looked good. I thought, Trent, Fred, and Eric looked pretty good. And I thought Pavel Zaka looked really good. And none of them ended up on the score sheet. Um, and then in the next game, they all did. So uh, good for them. Also, shouts to David Krejci with two slap shot goals in the last two games. Yeah, it's, there was uh, just an article in The Athletic about how the slap shot's dead. So uh, yeah, David Krejci. Krejci took that, Krejci that personally. <laughs> Upon this rock, I shall build my slap shot. It's a bat. Hope. It's a sleeping bat. Hope you, bro, this. Love. Hope you love, love. Hope you love this to hang on our triage. Refrigerator. Fridge. A fridge. A yeah. fridge. Uh, love. I see from Chrissy. With the thick. <laughs> Chrissy, that... mommy, something. From... Is oh, from Izzy. Oh, two, oh, four, Chrissy and mommy. What I is thought... this bottom? It says love Isabel. Yeah, there you go. Okay. This is my real name. <laughs> as far as you know, Drew. Unlike mine, which is not Drew, it's... Word. Doobshmoob. Our guy, Doobshmoob. <laughs> If you know who we're referencing, then you're in on our whole lives. That's just you're our best friend. <laughs> um, well, oh, is that what I win? I heard the cha-chings when I was getting answers right. So is that my prize? That one? Yeah, I'm just gonna bill? put it in the computer here and fax it over to you. Yeah, that's what I thought was at the bottom of that. I message still got system. it. Yeah, that was a fax number. I give you a one dollar bill. Here we go. Okay, thank you. Chris, good work. I did it. This is a really profitable operation over here. <laughs> Izzy pays you to let her quiz me on the podcast. <laughs> so we got DraftKings money and then we got Isabel money. Rich. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire right now. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We're going to retire. And Izzy says, Squigglies. No! When I was. Good job, good job, good job, good job. Good job.